drop. Welcome to the 31st edition of the Guna podcast, recorded at the beginning of August on the Monday evening after the Emirates Cup weekend. On this occasion, we have a change of sponsor, with this edition being sponsored by Vision Sports Publishing. To explain why, here's Guna editor Kevin Witcher. Thank you, Russ. The reason that Vision Sports Publishing are sponsoring this particular edition is all to do with my work over the summer. We, um, myself and Alex Finn, have updated the book we bought out a year ago called Ars Senal, The Making of a Modern Super Club. It's now out in paperback. It's got four extra chapters and it retails at $7.99. I don't question you can buy it cheaper on Amazon. And uh, if you haven't bought the hardback, you were too tight or you didn't have enough money, now's your chance to get it a bit cheaper and there's even more words. What better reason than to buy the fruits of my labour? Added to which, you'll pay uh, towards my uh, gas bill, so uh, it would help immensely. Not to mention a season ticket and a child. Thanks for that unabashed plug, Kev. Now to introduce this evening's panel. First up, a man in London, NW3, stalking the first-team squad during their leisure hours, Mr Don Sebastiano. They've all left NW3 now, but I'm still stalking. <laughs> Next up, from the less cerebrous surroundings of sunny Clapton, <coughs> Mr David Udo. Evening, listeners. Udo, Udo, Udo. And finally, it feels like a special guest has returned. We tried to get him along for podcast edition 26. 27, 28, 29 and 30 were a combination of man flu and a Hungarian woman with a bust apparently the size of Herbert Bu- Chapman's. <laughs> a shame that have accounted for him on each occasion, straight from the west coast of United States. Well, not straight, but anyway, it's <laughs> the legend that is Mr. Mark Ollington. Hello, listeners. All right, OK, well, on to chat. And, um, well, we're halfway through the pre-season, almost at the end of the pre-season. Basti, you've been to two of those games what are your impressions so far? I have. I've been. I've been to a lot of those games, and um, all two of them, that is. And uh, I don't normally go to pre-season games. I don't take them at all seriously normally. But for some reason, I ended up at Barnet, and um, I thought actually in the first half we looked quite good. I thought uh, Van Malen looked very good. He looked solid. He reminded me a bit of a smaller Tony Adams, which was quite pleasant. Is he related to Thomas Vermaelen? Yeah, that's the one I meant. Yeah, that geezer, that new geezer, his name I haven't got. All these foreign names. Why don't we have names like Wilshire and Ramsey? God, you sound like my man. Anyway, so uh, we do have names like that. And and needless to say, uh, our Jack, our Jack Wilshire. Oh, I love Jack. I like the way he runs around at the Emirates Cup. He's running around. He looks like a 1966 England footballer, doesn't he? Sort of runs around. You can see him sort of shaking hands with people. And he's got this sort of very up... Actually, in a strange sort of way, it reminds me of, a bit of Joe Cole. I don't know what. Yeah, no, I get moddy you know, about no, it, no, isn't no, it? It's like, yeah, it's probably a London mod or something. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. He says with his little little thingy all tied up like that. You're looking a bit moddy today. Am I? You are. Yeah. Thanks. That's a compliment to me. There you are. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. The hair could is probably not well, quite as moddy. Yeah, it, it doesn't go with the rest. What the hair? The hair's it's less moddy. This is the video podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah those like, are those know, anyway, pre-season Arsenal. Um, so far, so very good. All this stuff about them, the, all the, all the, oh, that's better. Yeah, all the uh, <laughs> he's done his hair. He's put it down. It's getting a bit fluffy. All this, um, what's it called? Um, pre-season. Pre-season uh, negativity from the press, as usual. Everyone's always having to go. Oh, they're selling them. They're selling this. Adebayo's got good fucking riddance. Um, you know, let's hope Abue joins him. Uh, it's a shame Toure, I'm a little bit sad about Toure because I did like him, but he was past his best, lots of weight, and 
good riddance to him as well because he's been sagging us off now in the press. He's been saying some unkind things, hasn't he, Mr. Unnecessary. But I, I'm very. Uh, see, the thing is, Riziki looks like a, pre, a, a new signing. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! None of this like a new signing. He's like no, a new signing. A new signing is like a new bollock. Jack like Wilshire is like a new signing. Riziki's no. like a new signing. I agree with you. I totally agree. Riziki looks great. He looks like his old self again. He looked great at Barnet and he looked. And Archibald is well? a new signing. And Van, Van, what's his name? Thomas. Thomas Vermarlin. Vermarlin. What is his name? I well, Riziki is a new signing for the Champions. Uh, not Riziki. Uh, uh, a Sharvin for the Champions League. He's a new signing for the Champions. So League. is Abu Dhabi a new signing? The 18 times a season he comes. No, up from I, I don't think. I don't think Adibar, I, I don't really. I don't think Diaby's ready. I don't think he's up for it yet. <laughs> I, I would like to see Vieira come back and take Danielson's place because Danielson. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're not asked, what did you think of pre-season? You've done <laughs> all the topics on the... I know, but we've got to get out of here by nine o'clock. Back to the brand new signing thing. What you've got to do is compare the squad this season to last season. Everyone's saying the squad was far too light last season. So forget about subsequent times before that. And essentially last season, Eduardo was out for the vast majority of it, as was Thomas. And those two players are now back. So that really is two new signings, whatever way you want to see it. End of story. Yeah, yeah. So no one thinks we need to sign a replacement for Emmanuel Adebayo then? I don't think we do, actually. I mean, I, I think we need to sign two more players. Um, uh, as of today, it's the 3rd of August, and um, the only, aside from Jamie Edge, who signed from Cheltenham, the only, and Sean McDermott, the young goalkeeper, the only person who's come into the club is, is Vermaelen. I still think we do need two players, but I don't think we're particularly light up front. I mean, if you look, if you look <coughs> at the way Wenger's played in pre-season, he's played with one up top with two behind, and the one up top, can really only be one of Eduardo, Bentner, um, Van Persie, maybe Vela at a push. But the two players behind him, you know, Arshavin, Walcott, Nasri when he comes back. I'll be honest with you, out of those, the only players who are going to score goals is Arshavin. I mean, Arshavin looks, I reckon he's going to score more goals than anyone else. He lo- I mean, he, he just looks fantastic. Well, he's he's, he's, he's our best player, yeah. I think. Yeah. Isn't it, sorry, it's, and Adebayor wasn't in the way before, you see. I think Adebayor leaving is, is, is going to free us up to mm. express ourselves. As a hitman, Eduardo, is he going to be enough? Has he got enough presence up front? He's a goal scorer. Has he got that? You know, 20 goals lead the season, line? without doubt. As as a, leading the line on his own. I've got no worries. That's my only concern. If decent support, I'll shave in as a supporting striker, yeah. him up front, I've got no doubt he can knock him in. Do you think he's got the physical, the physical presence? Though, doesn't matter. Like, if we kind of have that speed down the flanks, mm. don't worry me. I, I don't think he's dissimilar as a footballer to Michael Owen. I mean, if you focus your game around getting the ball in front of him in the penalty area, I mean, his goal against Rangers yesterday, I mean, there was no power in that shot whatsoever. It was pure placement, and it hit the one spot that he could have hit on the post to then rebound it. If he hit it any harder, it probably would have gone back into play. Uh, hit it any softer, the goalkeeper may have got there. The guy's... The guy is your classic number nine finisher. And if, if our plan B, which people say we haven't got, is made get the ball in front of Eduardo for, for 20 minutes in the box, he'll score a goal or two. So John Terry, him on his own up front with, in the middle of John Terry and, um, and Alex or Ferdinand and yep. Vidic, you're quite happy with that? Yeah, well, if you're knocking in, if you've got this ridiculous situation we had for most of last season when you've got Bentner on the right wing knocking in crosses in the air to him, mm. then no. But give the ball to him on the ground. His feet are quicker and his, his, um, his, obviously his centre of gravity is lower. And yeah, I'd fancy him to get past or round the lumbering oxes that um, yeah, totally Roy to Chelsea sent up. that quick. I think he's got, no, I don't think he's that quick. I think he's got quick feet. Mm. And speed of I think, I, think he, I think he's like he's a lot of our players. I mean, Fabregas is. 
Uh, it's never commented on exactly how slow Cesc Fabregas is, but yeah. he's got that, such little pace, it's not funny. But the guy's got the ability, with his quick feet, to make space for himself and have three players around in one second, and with a turn of his body, it's suddenly in five yards away. He's putting a pass He as reminds well. me a little bit of Charlie, in, uh, Charlie Nicholas, that is, because he's kind of got that little waddle. Yeah. And, mm. I mean, I'm not, I've said that I don't like the idea of him on, up front on his own. That's only because I don't think that's the role that he can play. Personally, I would prefer him to play alongside someone like Adebayo. I thought they worked very, very well together. Yeah, they did. Or um, Van Persie, if he ever wants to play that role because he seems to want to play either on the left or just behind yeah. the striker. Or, well, Nicholas Bentner might be a good uh, foil for him. What about Carlos Vela on his own up front? If anyone's seen Carlos Vela <laughs> in the last one, please return him to Arsenal Football Club, London M5. Where if, he does, where if he does reappear, there's some chat that West Ham and Fulham both want to take him on a season-long loan. Right. Uh, bear in mind, Wenger seemed so reticent and reluctant to use him last year you wonder if he's got pictures of him doing things the same, same pictures that Abue's got <laughs> you know um, I mean I, I like Carlos Feller I think the kid's got a lot of talent but he's, he's blatantly a centre forward because he, when he was played out on the wing last year he was about as much use as tits on an ironing board okay. um, also back to the original question I think with the pre-season thing another real plus for me was I only saw about 20 minutes of him but he looked great Sanchez what? I mean, he looked absolutely... It just did not put a foot wrong when he came on. Uh, it just... It looked, it looked like the dogs, I yeah. thought. I thought he looked really, really great, really, like, confident, and he, and he looked like he's going to work. He's gonna, he wants it. He's a player who wants it. And this is the thing with players like Abue and Adebayor and, and actually Toure as well. It started looking like they don't... Well, certainly Toure didn't really look like he was... He'd put on a lot of weight, kind of losing it. I think it's time... We've got rid of a bit of dead wood... Hopefully Abue will go as well. It doesn't look like he will now because he got played so much. I, I, I was joking the whole time while he was playing at the Emirates Cup thing. I was, I was, saying, I was just saying, saying that, God, he's got the ball. I hope he does something good so that the spies from Fiorentina will you know, mm. pay the nine million for him. Frankly, I think we should be paying them nine million, but um, that's, you know. It's I, a he's a weak link. He's a weak link. The, I think it was the Hanover friendly last week. He made a point, apparently, of running up to the Arsenal fans and taking his shirt and his shorts and boots off and throwing them in and, yeah. and waving goodbye. Um, and then he plays, we start both games in the Emirates Cup weekend. I mean, that's that's a bigger indicator, as you like, that I don't think the guy's going anywhere. Whereas well, Philippe Senderos was fully fit and didn't feature in either game. Well, it just kills me. I see, like, at the Emirates Cup, there's just one of those silky Arsenal moves going down the right flank, little triangles, one, two, one, two. Abue got it, run down, the, run down the wing, lost it. You know, the whole thing, it ends there. He's one of those players where... Yeah, he doesn't have. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, he's if, got he, it. if he does stay, he's a decent backup right, uh, backup choice right, right back, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. But I think going back to the pre-season question, what really struck me was the fact that some players have actually come back looking like real men. <laughs> going back, you mentioned Jack Wilshere earlier on. He's really yeah. filled out. Looks like a proper player. Yeah. But that's other Spanish guy called Fran Marino. Fran Marino. Yeah. He really didn't look like a different player. And I think whatever they've been doing in pre-season training, it certainly worked mm. because they actually looked muscular and been like. Physical. I was quite surprised. Dilson's put on a bit of top body weight as well. I mean, still can't pass the ball. Perhaps it's beer. It's every chance that you know. That just, that, I mean, I thought um, Stephen Gerrard looked a bit chunky the other week. Obviously, that's not for an Arsenal. That's podcast. all that all that boxing training he's got in, into. <laughs> yeah, he goes down the gym and he works out with um, some famous boxer, doesn't he? But it's very easy to knock, isn't it? Arsenal at the moment, oh yeah, we haven't signed this player, haven't signed that player, fans are moaning, press are getting really excited that we might come fifth. But going back to pre-season, That's looking, the Guardian. At, looking <laughs> at the players that we actually had, I got really excited. Oh, well, for like 
you know, the players that we've got up front, yes, the midfield in the middle is a little bit light, yes, the fence is not high there, everywhere else had me almost wanking into a frenzy. It is phenomenal. He's a tiger. TMI, mate. When you go through it, Riziki's back, Eduardo's there, you've got players like Jack Wilshire coming through. Was that with the Hungarian big-breasted woman you were wanking into a frenzy? I didn't want to I'm a happily married man. There was no masturbation there. But um, it was phenomenal. But, (laughs) I mean, you're really really excited. You actually think that we can win the title, don't you, Mark? I do. I look at other teams. (laughs) Man United lost... They they basically got rid of their two best players and placed them with some guy from Wigan and, like, Michael Owen, which I think is, like, ludicrous. It's a gamble, isn't it? And also, Mm. Scholes is a year older. Giggs is a year older. I haven't really replaced any of those. I look mm. at Liverpool. I think they did it last year. I think they're going to bottle it again, especially with that other Spanish well, chap going. He's going, yeah, Alonso. Alonso. Yeah. I don't rate the Chelsea manager at all. I reckon they bottled it in his first season is it, in like England. What, so, so we're going to win the league? I honestly believe we've got a yes! chance. We have got a really good chance. <laughs> Everyone's going, to oh, will we lose our place in the top four? Yeah, look at Man City go. What pre-season told me was, yes, we've got weaknesses, so has every single other team. No, I think we've got a lot of small strengths than people give us credit for. I totally agree. And I think players like Arshavan and Rosicki. Yeah. Now, now, now Rosicki, I mean, I never thought we'd see him play again. And, and there he is, running around like nothing ever happened. Mm. So, um, but we won't go into the various They did rumors. finish the season very, very strongly. I mean, I had a defeat to... Um, that Chelsea game Chelsea. was appalling though, wasn't it? Chelsea and obviously Manchester United. But they finished very, very strongly. So, there's, you know, there's every possibility that they could go on. That, and, that was, and I think Wenger made some very poor managerial decisions no, in those did. games. Uh, I think we could have won those games, actually. Um, I think the turning the point boss. for me at the end of the season was the FA Cup <coughs> semi-final. I think mm. if we'd won that, we would have put up much more of a fight in the Champions League semi-final. And, uh, and thereafter, um, finished the league um, much, uh, much stronger than we did. Joe, even though I don't really make it. quite effort. strong in the league, though, didn't we? We did. But last couple yeah, of games. But last I mean, couple, that Chelsea game was the third from last game. Getting beaten 4 oh, 1 at home. Yeah. Forgotten all getting about beaten 4 1 at home on your, by, by your, 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 your very, rivals. Very with Ashley Cole making two of the goals. Oh, oh fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but the side he had out there that, that you could see, it was boys against men. We were not going to beat Chelsea. You know, and I, I, was, I remember that game well because I was standing not far behind Wenger, and I'm afraid I got out. I was going to get your fucking checkbook out. Well, you look at you look at the games last season where, where we where we did pull off results against the other big teams, as it were. <coughs> I mean, I'm thinking specifically of the the game at Stamford Bridge. After that game, did you come out? Did you come out of Stamford Bridge, or did you turn to the telling thing? Right, this is it. We're going to mount a challenge. Or did you think, how the fucking hell did we yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah. No, we don't, you know. yeah. You know, yeah, that I is, we rode our luck a lot as well. well and, and, and yet, we, we lost stupid games as well. I mean, it was a silly season. It was a silly it was season. A, well, the season was over by the end of August for us, really. I think losing the second game to Fulham without put, yeah. you know, with yeah. an attitude of, oh, we'll score in a minute. That's one of the worst Arsenal performances I've seen. Well, see, I'm, not, I'm not correcting saying Emmanuel Bowie started that game in the centre of midfield as our home midfield. We definitely had something missing, for, which we have now. And I would say, and I know I don't like to say one man, but I think Arshavin. Andre Arshavin, the Russian Pele You make me happy when skies are grey Just five foot seven, football from heaven Please don't take my Andre away La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 if we'd have had our shabbing throughout the whole of last season, 
we'd have, we'd have, you could have added another nine points yeah. to our well, team. Why not one man? Because let's face it, Eric Cantona single-handedly <coughs> won the league and made United one season, basically. And Arnold Shavin, the, 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 that guy is phenomenal. You know, I didn't see him last season. Phenomenal. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so it's all all rosy at um, Ashburton Grove, and um, we're going to go on and challenge for league title. So, do we need to sign Patrick Vieira? Yeah, just for morale and just to, just because he's at our oh, pat, and if he comes back, he'll get stuck in, and he, he's he's going to. You know what? We 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 don't have a strong man or someone who'll sort of like marshal the midfield. You know? Is that not a weakness? We've got well, that is our weakness, isn't it? And no, I don't know. There's more than that. There's, well, that's that's one of them, and I think you know. Uh, Danielson's for me is just I don't know. What, I mean, if I was Fabregas and I had to play next to Danielson, I'd be going. Like, you know, I would be asking, "What am I doing here?" To be honest, you know what? All that work and it always sort of ends up in a misplaced pass or like a lack of concentration. So the kid's not ready yet. I'm Mr. Optimist, but Danielson isn't the man. And I, you oh. know, and what we were saying is, someone <laughs> made a very good point to me today. That's a very good point. In his last season, Mr. Adams. Mm-hmm. He's made 10 appearances in the M League. We won the double. Won the double. Yeah. Yeah. And so he could almost be the Adams S figure. He's there at the end of his career, but he's like a mentor, the yeah. inspirational figure. Yeah. He comes out, the crowd chants oh. his name. Yeah! Whoa! Just the whole vibe. Yeah. It'll be, bring back that little vibe of Highbury back again. It would be brilliant. And if he'd come on for the last 10 be minutes to shore Step up the, the midfield, up. imagine that. It's an old Trafford. We're 1 0 up. Last ten minutes, on comes Big Paddy V to shore up the midfield. He comes on. May not look scared. It's what we need. I'm there. He doesn't need to play every game, but come on, (laughs) the man's an inspiration. He's an Arsenal legend. Why not? Why not? Why not? I'll tell you why. Right? Why don't we get Eddie Hapgood back? (laughs) Dennis Compton. Ray Kennedy, God bless him. No, he can still do a job. There's difference. There's 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 one big problem with what you're saying. In terms of Patrick Vieira coming back and what it would do to the fan base, we'd go through the fucking roof, of course we would. You'd say, you know, the, the club would finally get rid of that gigantic job lot of horrible fucking blue and white away <laughs> shirts they've got stored up in a warehouse in Edmonton. You know, or, because they're the only shirts you can buy Vieira 33 on the back of um, as part of a new promotion. Uh, thank you, Mr Gazidis. Um, but... We, you know, if we were in the dressing room, yeah, because because you know, we're down at the moment. You, you know, we we are worried about the other three teams, regardless of, of Mark's three. ecstasy inspired. Uh, <laughs> three teams. Sorry, the other four teams. The other four oh, teams. I'm sorry, Man City. Hang on, hang on. If I may, if I may, I have the baton. I have the baton. Um, <laughs> you know, in terms of what, what it will do to the fans, yeah, I, I'm sure it'll be absolutely great. But we have to bear in mind is. Our dressing room is full of arrogant... Oh, sorry, excuse me. No, you're right. No, you don't our dressing room is filled with arrogant little bastards. And um, if I'm a 21-year-old who earns 80 grand a week, oh. and let's face it, we've got three or four of them, and suddenly granddad comes through, you know, who the fucking hell is this? They'll be thinking. And that's my worry. Because th- that's, that's a huge worry. I mean... No, no, no. It's, it's sorry, scary. sorry. Our pl- our, some of our players went, did the lap of honour at the end of last season saying thank you, people who pay more for your season ticket to watch sport than any other sporting team yeah. in the entire world without taking their fucking iPo- I- iPod headphones out. Mm. William Gallas didn't even fucking turn up. These players oh, are Gallas, living a Gallas, different... Gallas, no, Gallas, no come on to that in a minute. These yeah. players live in a different fucking galaxy yeah. where they are superstars, where, where they're allowed to fall out of nightclubs at 4 
four o'clock in the fucking morning with their trousers <laughs> round their ankles. No, I'm serious. It's the, quite funny. We, we laugh and joke, but my 50 quid a week goes towards paying these bastards their money. And suddenly the returning hero, yeah, because let's face it, we've got no songs for our fans at the moment. All they remember from for last players. year, sorry, yeah. for, our, for our players at the moment, all they remember is the booze. And suddenly this bloke turns up and he's got 60,000 people singing his name. If I'm an arrogant little shitbag, I'm going to be thinking, who the fucking hell is this chancer? And that the is the psychological decision that Benga has to make. You don't give a monkeys if he comes out of a nightclub with his pants hanging down or if he's smoking a fag, as long as they do the business on a Saturday and they show it. Yep. And, but at the moment, there's a lot of them that don't. Correct. Mind, and right. they're, they're losing Ruff. both front. Bobby Brown, one son, vibe, you've got it, vibe, right. we've got it, girl, you've got right. that vibe. And I think it goes down to a vibe. If the fans are there creating the vibe, yeah. the players pick up on the vibe, we become the vibe, it's one big good vibe. Yes. But on, on the subject it's of Bobby Brown, two can play at that game. <laughs> <laughs> See, at the, moment, it's, at the moment, it seems like it's, we are the clients, they are the very old, spoiled, like, little arsehole brats, and what are we doing here, spending all this money watching someone like Bentner and Daniel Sort of prancing about. Ben is all right. Ben the pri- no, he's not. He's the one who tr- comes out of nightclubs with his yes, pants around his back. He does I've actually bet fifty quid with a mate of mine before the end of his career. Nicholas Bentner will win the World Player of the Year award. Don't bet when you're pissed, kids. That's <laughs> advice from your uncle Dave. But no, see, I, I think Nicholas Bentner's a, a superbly talented footballer. Yeah, I would add a boyer. I would add a boyer. I'd come out and say I paid like a pub player for summer last season. To me, that honesty about how he lost his form and he really tried to come back, that's what you want a player to do. Yes, he's a cocky little shit. I as, don't as think he's all. a problem. But I really like no, him. I I've got is, you know, the, 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 how many times you see him, he receives a ball and his first touch lets him down and we just, oh, oops, I spilt it. And, and that the moment's gone. You know, he's not. He's not. No player's perfect. Do you know, do you know yeah, what Ian Wright was, was doing at uh, Nicholas Bentner's age? He was playing Greenwich Sunday League. Yeah, he was. That's true. Yeah, and for the. I, 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 I was just funny you mentioned well. Ian Wright because I was going to say Nicholas Bentner ain't no Ian Wright, and I don't think he ever will be. I'm well, sorry. Um, you, I hope you proved me wrong. But yeah, but he'll get more caps for Denmark than <coughs> Ian Wright got for uh, for England. And imagine Nicholas Bentner presenting. You know, was it animals do the funniest things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I can imagine that, actually. Yeah. Well, we've, we've spoke about and obviously, Basti, you've touched on it. Um, Manchester City. Yeah. To refer to them as their, I mean, their proper name. Yeah, God. <laughs> um, are you worried about them? No, not in the slightest. I'll tell you what, I think they're going to be a laughing stock. I think uh, Mark Hughes is going to get the sack. Um, the, the only th- thing that I'd be worried about if they get a manager who's a proper manager, I don't think Mark, no, no disrespect to him, but I don't think he's a a Wenger or a Ferguson or even an Ancelotti or an anyone really and he's not a man it's, you know he's, Tony Adams wasn't a manager and Mark Hughes is probably a little bit better than him you know I, I don't really reckon he's he's up to it um, and therefore you can have all the and you've got also players like Adebayor and who have they got they've got Adam, they've got like five forwards Adebayor Rocky Santa Cruz Carlos Tevez Craig Bellamy who must be thinking where am I going yeah. to play well that's the thing <laughs> is, well they're all thinking where they're going to I mean and I can't see Hughes man managing that situation people forget their big summer signing not Adebayor or Gareth Barry, or okay, Santa Cruz, the ex-Arsenal Championship winner, Stuart Taylor. Now, if their keeper yeah, gets injured, they Taylor. are scuppered. Imagine Stuart Taylor <laughs> sliding into goal, millions of pounds worth of attacking talent. There's Taylor back in the goal. I tell you what, they don't want any ricket there. Stuart Taylor is one of the reasons why Bob Wilson resigned his position as Arsenal goalkeeping coach. Really? As Arsene Wenger took him to one side and asked who should replace David Seaman, 
Should I go out and buy uh, Rushdie Redbear, the Turkish goalkeeper? Should I go out and buy this, that, the other? And um, Bob Wilson said, no, you've got the next best English goalkeeper of the generation right here in Stuart Taylor. But Stuart Taylor is notoriously the quietest man in football who never speaks up for himself. They've worked out with Stuart Taylor, I read some brilliant article recently, that he's basically been paid like a hundred and like 30 grand every game he's ever played he's played so little football yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically and even though he's not on the, he's on like 7 grand, grand a week he's now over 100 grand a game what worries me about Bob Wilson though is the fact that he didn't resign over Rabbi Shankar it's like you know, Rabbi <laughs> Shankar <laughs> Can I name drop in advance about the NW3 Arsenal player I'm going to meet soon, who is Bob Wilson? Well, it no wouldn't less be. Than. It wouldn't Bob be Wilson, the Guna podcast. There's a Willow, there's the Willow Foundation um, do going on. Um, <laughs> It's a Willow Foundation. No, don't laugh. It's a Willow Foundation. It's the worst club in Kempsey. And and Theo Walcott might be there as well, but I've been told not to tell everyone they don't want lots of gooners turning up. That's right, it's only the Gooner podcast. No one listens. Some little gallery. No one listens anyway. It's from charity, but don't you want to come along? That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, they do want people to go along who are going to spend sort of like five grand on a a bit of bit of paper that a canvas that Theo Walcott has splashed his boot he walked on with his boots with paper it finished that sentence that's art now are, are you taking the piss because I, no. I, I did that, <laughs> that I, I bought Theo Walcott's painting at the end of season well he's done another one and they're selling it up at the Willow they, they, he does them every if it's, week if it's a print of the one I've got I'm going to go live it no don't worry Dave get them both they'll be worth a fortune they can like <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's there's a series apparently you spent on by the time you're 40 he's going to have about like 500 grand out of you Anyway. <laughs> but Bob Wilson was my goalkeeping hero when I was a kid, you see. So I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit chuffed that I'm going to meet Bob because I've, I've never actually met Bob Wilson. I went to Bob Wilson's goalkeeping school when I was nine. Yeah. Was he there? Yeah, yeah. He did the Him and Perry Suckling. God, the old dear. Crystal Palace. Goal. Do you remember that book yeah. they used to have called what was it called? Goalkeepers and the Bible. There was the footballing kind of how to play football thing, and they had, and they had Bob Wilson. Coming out, and the, the one thing I always remembered because I used to play in goal was that when you run it, you got to close the angle, make, narrow make the, the goal angle, yeah. narrow the angle. You be big, goal small. No gloves back in those days. No gloves. Little green towely things. That, well, you might as well not have gloves. No, they were worse than actually the hands. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Mean, you remember what? They get wet. You just have soakingly wet hands in these little green gloves. Bob Wilson apparently used to rub chewing gum on his hands because he used to think that you know. I think it's uh, it was it was, it was chewing gum while on the fires of virgins that's like Harry Enfield Charles Charlie Charles the Arsenal captain it's right. almost as though the ball stuck to his foot it is it's a Man City not a problem no Man City no, no, no not a problem are you worried Dave about Man City yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean whichever way you look at it they've, they've signed the best available players out there um, and if they if, as expected complete a deal this week for Jody and Lesker um, I mean their starting lineup is going to be Shea Gibbon um, Wainbridge, Lescott, Toure, uh, Zabaleta, the Argentinian right back, and then any four midfielders you like from Barry, De Jong, Company, Stephen Island, Martin Petrov, uh, Rubinho, and then up front they can choose from any one of six centre forwards. They're, they're not weak anywhere in the pitch. Whereas you look at Arsenal's team, and before you say Almunia, people say you need a defensive midfield player, you need cover at right back, that kind of thing. Um, I think they are through. I think Basti raises the salient point where he says Mark Hughes isn't a good manager, and I think, I think it's it's analogous to when Sam Allardyce took over at Newcastle. It, the job's just too big for him. 
you think, think the, do you think Newcastle job is too big for Sam Allardyce? I do. I think Sam Allardyce's ambit in, in, in football management is a, is being a survival specialist. Mm. It's it, it's why Wenger in charge of Real Madrid would never work because Real Madrid's not about youth development. It's buying no. success now, and that's why Wenger didn't go to Real Madrid because he'd have not enough control over the team, and he would have to fit in all these Galacticos. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think Hughes is made for you know getting a team into eighth place in the UEFA Cup yeah. every other season. I yeah. think that's the the limit of his ability as a football. I manager. don't think he's a bad manager though. No, I don't think he's a bad manager. No, I don't he's not think a bad he's manager. I'm just saying he's out of his league. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. No, no. I agree. No. Okay, guys, predictions for next season. We'll start with you, Basti. Um, FA Cup, Champions League. If we qualify for the latter stages, oh sorry, the, the qualifying stages, um, and league. Well, the FA Cup's the FA Cup. You just never know, do you? No. Um, would be nice, but uh, who knows? League. Oh, you're having a laugh, but I would say I'm going to be optimistic and say third, possibly second, because I think we're going to be a lot stronger than we were last season. Un- uh, unlike everyone else who thinks we're going to disappear behind Man City, but I think I think we're going to be much stronger than last season, and this will be the season that if we can keep it together. The Fabregas's and, and such like, and, and Rosicki's and, and Arshavans. Uh, the following season we could win things. But who knows, maybe even this season we could win something. I don't know. Uh, let's get Patrick Vieira in just for a laugh, just to raise morale. Mm. And, then, and then who knows what we could do Okay, Arshavans and people. Right, so FA Cup. FA Cup uh, well, I would, never, coin. would never predict no. who's going to win the FA Cup. It could so, be Slough, couldn't mm. it? Um, but um, then again, maybe not. Oh, there are only four teams now. Next. But Champions League, I would say let's okay. let's get to the semis again and see where we go from there. And then complain about that that we got knocked out in the semis. Yeah. Even though we've only been there twice yeah. in our whole history. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Kev. Uh, in the league, um, I am predicting <coughs> that we will finish fifth. Oh fuck off, traitor, scum. Uh, I think the club <coughs> has financial problems underlying things, which means we are heavily reliant on, on getting into the Champions League just to buy another player. Are you from England? Do you think you could just throw money at something and then it will you know sort it up? Well, anyway, um, on, the ch- on the European front, last 16, on the FA Cup, quarterfinals, Carling Cup semi-finals. Right. Okay. No, just the fact that like we just, just no, we just brought Kevin and he just opened up like this huge like, like topic of the fact that you know he thinks that we've got huge problems and you haven't been part of the podcast. Well, why did you ask me? Yeah, well, no, no, we didn't expect you. No, I didn't expect a conversation about whether or not the club have got a huge problem. Yeah, it's it's like just walking in and tell us we all lost our jobs or something. Don't ask. You can't handle the truth, as Mr. Jack Nicholson once said. It was like when my nan was in hospital the other week, I sort of went in and said, Doctor, how's my nan? And he went, Give me a D! to turn off her life support machines. I needed the plug for something else. Couldn't have toast in the morning and nana. Sorry, we were Sorry, laughing a minute ago. <laughs> it's not true. Oh, it's right. Thank Christ for predictions that. of a slightly more optimistic nature. Mr. Ollington is, uh, is Mr. Optimism. Well, I'll tell you what. My um, head says third. <laughs> right. But my heart, which is open for love and for joy, says <laughs> champions. 
So I'm going <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there. No, I'm going for champion. What's your cock say? <laughs> My cock says, hello! No, um, <laughs> I'm going for champions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> FA Cup. Who we'll win still, the league? Does that still happen? Does anyone watch FA Cup anymore? Any, I don't care. Um, Carding Cup, I care more about for enough I want the kids to win it. So yeah. we'll win the Carding Cup. And Champions League, I reckon we'll win that as well. I think the penis That's of, uh, <laughs> of Mark Collington could actually be a like. Like we had on our club. No, on our club they had the penis of William Gallas, didn't they? We could have the penis of um, Mark Collington. <laughs> But have a word with it, see if it fancies like you know joining in next week. <laughs> Get more sense out of it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it. But yeah, no, I'll, that's my <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Mr Udo. If by the time this podcast goes out, we have signed Patrick Vieira, Blaise Matuidi and a centre-half, I think that we will win the league. If the only person we sign between now and then is Patrick Vieira... Um, I think the very best we can finish is third, but there is a real danger of us finishing fourth or fifth. Do you know the funny thing? If we'd have recorded this last week, last Monday, and you'd have said if the only player we sign is Patrick Vieira, yeah, we'd have all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Vieira, yeah, 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 we probably will. Yeah. But that is a possibility. That's a piece that of is... life, really, I think. But I reckon Weng, Wenger's the kind of guy who is thinking about to life it too that. much already, isn't he? <laughs> but he's already thinking about it too much, Wenger. He's already going, well, you know, we might about you more than you He's like Redan's thinker, isn't he? Just the money or things. Who's But also, he'd have to, he'd have to, he'd have to, he'd only be able to give a sort of game by game contract or one year, wouldn't he? Because he's over thirty. So there's that one out of the window. I mean, he's a bit. Uh, is Wenger being a bit of a killjoy these days? Oh, you don't want to finish my prediction. Yeah, if that's exactly. All right. Sorry, bat on. How far did you get? Uh, I did the first competition. Um, <laughs> the, the FA Cup uh, will 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 be dependent on how far we go in the Champions League. I think we'll get as far as the quarterfinals of the Champions League, so if we're still in the FA Cup at that point, I think we could win it. But we won't. Um, <laughs> and the Carling Cup um, semis. Okay. And well, I think we'll do the double over Tottenham. Ah. We're going to do the double over Tottenham, and I think we'll give Man U a good fucking pasting as well this season. And going back to Tottenham, I reckon they're going to finish bottom half <laughs> the season. I really do. Pray when that shit. <laughs> Use your reminder that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks once again to our sponsors, Vision Sports Publishing. And over to our esteemed editor for another plug, this time for the current issue of the Guna. Kev. Yes, indeed. Uh, issue 197 was on sale at the Emirates Cup weekend. It will also still be on sale for the home games against Pompey and our European Champions League qualifying home leg which will be within days of that game. We don't know before or after. Uh, many of our regular buyers will not have been to the Emirates Cup. And we know that because there was many faces missing. Well, you've still got the chance to pick up that first issue of the season. Features the Guna survey results, some positive optimistic articles, and what the hell, a few negative ones as well. Um, but uh, still damn good value for £2 of any Arsenal fans' money so uh, please purchase and help to fund this very podcast to continue and to wrap up <laughs> just time for a quick farewell from our panel Basti farewell Mark. my liege cheerio and uh, Mr Udo thank you viewers goodbye and, and I'm really sorry Udo 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 <laughs> I'm your host the Lord Admiral, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.
Oh, good friends and jolly good company. Hey!